0: Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to Chapter 22, Trust No One. Here we go. When April woke up, she was startled to discover Ingrid standing over her and strapping something to her head. Have I been kidnapped by the Swedish Secret Service? asked April. (laughs) Cha hun ar the Dad,' said Ingrid. "'Men hun ar fout far in the doom." April reached up and held her hand to her head. It was a bandage. "'Ingrid, was just changing your dressing,' explained Dad, "'coming to sit on a footstool next to April. April looked about. She was at home in the living room, lying on the couch, but someone had brought her doona and laid it over her. Joe and Finn hovered nearby, nervous to come any closer when she was so unwell and potentially so angry. She could hear heavy rain falling outside. Who hit me on the head, asked April. Joe ganged up on you with the door frame, said Finn. Sorry, apologised Joe. Why won't anyone believe me, asked April. Dad reached out and took April's hand. Sweetheart, I believe you. I believe that you believe you saw a bear. I know I haven't been a great dad for all these years, mainly because I was in hiding and you didn't know where I was, but I am your dad and I'm 100% behind you. One thing all this, this stuff with your mother has taught me is that sometimes we can be mistaken in what we believe. Sometimes there are forces, powerful forces we can't even imagine, going out of their way using all their resources to make you mistaken in your beliefs. Are you saying the collective staged my bear sighting? Asked April. Dad shrugged. I'm saying I know how easy it is to be misled, even by your own brain. When you saw the bear, it was raining, there was a flood, you hit your head. You've been through so much this last month. Perhaps what you saw wasn't quite what you saw. April closed her eyes and tried to summon her anger. Usually it was always bubbling inside her. All she had to do was reach down and let it flow out. But this time, she reached down into her emotions, and all she felt was tired. Perhaps Dad was right. Perhaps everyone was right. Perhaps she had made a dreadful mistake. Her head really hurt. She couldn't figure it out now. She just wanted to sleep. Sleep until the pain went away, and then she'd think about it. Okay, said April, closing her eyes and wiggling a bit to make herself comfortable on the couch. We'll argue about it in the morning. Joe and Finn watched their sister settle back. It was almost sad to behold. Finn couldn't remember ever having seen her give up before. Suddenly, there was a bang, bang, bang on the glass of the French doors. A flash of lightning lit up the whole back garden. Loretta was standing there, banging her fist on the pane, wanting to be let in. Then there was an almighty thunderclap. What does she want? asked Dad. She doesn't usually ask when she comes to wreck my flowers with her horse. Joe strode over and opened the doors. Loretta burst into the room. She was excited. I just had a phone call from daddy's friend at the pathology lab, said Loretta. I sent him the fur we found in the woods. They've genetically identified it. It comes from a black bear. I knew it, cried April. Well, I'll be, said dad. That's just c- crazy, said Joe. Reality is crazy, said April smugly. There was another flash of lightning and a clap of thunder so loud it shook the whole house. The lights flickered, then went out. The house was cast into darkness. I feel like I should let out a blood-curdling scream, said Loretta. I know the moment calls for it, and I know it would be super dramatic, but I don't want to hurt my voice. Don't worry, said Finn. We can just pretend you let out a blood-curdling scream. Thank you, said Loretta. We should call the police, said Dad. Oh, I tried already, said Loretta. The phones aren't working. But we've all got mobile phones, said April. They shouldn't be affected by the power lines being down. This is Currawong, said Loretta. We were without internet access for six months last year because a wombat ate through the main cable. Our infrastructure always collapses at the first gust of wind or drop of rain. Oh, We could drive into town, said Dad. You can't drive, Finn reminded him. And we d- d- don't have a car, added Joe. Everyone looked at Loretta. "'Sorry,' she said. "'I gave Nigel the night off. "'He wanted to do some last-minute tending to his daffodils. "'He's determined to beat Constable Pike in the biggest bloom category.' "'What about Ingrid?' asked Joe. "'Her car is at the mechanic,' said Loretta. "'She leaned in and whispered, "'as though this would affect Ingrid's ability to understand English. "'Ingrid is not a terribly responsible motorist. "'She drives very aggressively sometimes. "'I don't know why, but it's very hard on the engine.' ''Oh, well, I suppose it can wait until morning,'' said Dad. ''Everyone will be inside. It's very unlikely that a bear would cause trouble in this weather.'' ''Unless the bear was afraid of thunder,'' said April. There was another flash of lightning and an even louder crack of thunder. Finn flinched and grabbed Loretta's hand before he realised what he'd done. ''Oh, sorry,'' said Finn, quickly letting go. ''It was a reflex response. My brain can't be held responsible for decisions made by the nerves in my spinal cord.'' Loretta winked. ''Freud might disagree.'' And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.